Welcome back to Crafty Time. With Mark and Fiona. Hey everybody, welcome to Crafty Time. I'm here with the wonderful Fiona Gray coming at you live. Well, not to you, but to me live. All the way from Edinburgh, Scotland, and I'm here in Los Angeles. I'm surely not dead. She's surely not dead. I can see her. She's reacting to things. Yes. You know, she's not pre-programmed. See, that was surprising. She made a face. Yeah. I've been watching this show, Altered Carbon, on Netflix, which is this new uh I think I saw a poster show. for that. Have is you it seen like it? sci-fi? It entered my consciousness at CES. CES Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas I went to in January. Mm-hmm. And it's all like, you know, amazing drones and amazing new technology. And there was a booth for Altered Carbon. And it was like, because the premise of Altered Carbon is it's in the future and your entire identity is stored in what's called your stack, which is I like this little hard like, drive. I love how at an actual tech show, they're advertising a TV show about like fake tech, but it's yes, all like exactly. nerds. Because basically they, they grow what's called a shell. It's yeah. called a shell. Uh, and that's like a body, a human, perfect, 100% real human body that they just is put this, this disc like- in the back of your neck. Is is this like a series? Yeah. Or like, a, like a linear series? Yeah. It's re- I, like I watch the, you know how I watch TV and I fall asleep? I, I put yeah. on to watch and I dozed off and I was like, wait a minute, let me rewind. And I only rewound like, and so I watched the second, the beginning of the second episode first. And I was like, I don't understand this at all. And then, I feel like that's I, like half the TV shows you watch. But then I, then I, I was like, like <laughs> trying to watch it. And I was like, episode six, what, where am I? What's happened? I felt like the guy in the show. I've time traveled. And so I, I went back and put it on episode one and watched it all yeah and it makes a lot more sense i had now. that i had that issue well like i had that issue but i knew that happened because i've been i've been watching rupaul's drag race a lot but there's like 10 seasons of it now oh wow but like a lot of the earlier ones i haven't seen so i was just going back and i was watching like season five or something but i was watching it on my phone laying in bed and like fell asleep and watched like uh, my phone watched a whole like season of it <laughs> And I, but for that, I was like, I know I'm not on like episode nine of season seven. Like, okay, yeah. Well, Netflix at least will stop every <laughs> once in a while and go, Are you still watching this? Mm-hmm. Are, are you still with us? Like, yeah. I feel like two or three, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but anyway, but so the premise is like, you can't get killed because they just pop out. They can like, re- they can spin up your disc, your stack, and ask it who murdered you in VR. Wait, what? Your stack is like what they call your little hard drive that, uh, that, that you're on all the time and if you get shot so, in that you're dead you're like you're really dead. is it like body cams no it's just like your your memory it's like your whole mind your whole everything is wasn't stored. there a, wasn't there a black mirror episode about this where yeah, it was basically. like to a couple fighting and they were like no it happened like this you could play it back happened all your like memories. this yeah. and they were like let's watch it so this is kind of like bad. this is kind of like a black mirror but it's more of a blade a runner universe series. and it's really okay. an elaborately uh, futuristic universe like this guy comes to in the first act and he's in this new body he's like how long have I been dead and he's been dead for like 250 years so he's from a world where Whoa. you could where like they install this chip in your neck when you're one and then everybody above one has the kind of a they could go into a new is it called shell sleeve they're called sleeves go to a new sleeve at any time what? And like if you what if you die if they, like if you die, and if you're like murdered, you get a free sleeve, 
but it's just whatever the government will provide you. So like this, at one point, like some little like girl bodies? is some like six year old is killed, but she comes back as this like little old lady because that's the, the body that they had. Whoa. And you can like interchange people. And like in the third or fourth episode, the, the there's like this female detective and uh, there's this really asshole kind of skinhead biker guy who's who's in custody and he's like really racist and awful or whatever. And he she like tases him. I don't know if she kills him, but she she like has to she has and like the guys who brought him in like say, oh, Bob, we're off the clock. Sorry. So she has to go and like But where slab did these him. bodies come from? Just but the thing is like her, her mother is real religious. There's this, these neo-Catholics who don't believe in spinning back up. And if someone's killed, they're just dead. And they don't allow them to be spun back up because that's like... Like they don't God. sell... Like they're Jehovah's Witnesses who don't celebrate Christmas. All right. Or more like uh, more like um, uh, Christian scientists oh, who not, don't believe in Christian medicine. Christian scientists, yeah, who don't believe in medicine. But anyway, but it's, but like it's not a pervasive belief, but, that, but it's Day of the Dead. And this woman is there stuck at work and she's pissed off and this asshole just came in. And so the next thing he's like, wa- she's like walking this giant beardy biker guy down the street and he's speaking Spanish. And like, what? And he's like, she's like put her, her dead grandmother into the sky and brought him home for like the Day of the Dead dinner. And everyone has like a growl. The grandkids love it. And, and, she, and she has this great time being brought back from the dead for this party. Wait, what? I know. Okay, I have to watch this show. I'm very confused. But that's like a B or C story in in the plot. That's where the A story is like super violent and really there's a lot of really okay. kind of gory violence and intense stuff. But then there's also a lot oh, of comedy. I, I saw a trailer for Deadpool two. Yeah. Oh, I went to see Black Panther last night. Oh my god, we have to talk about Black Panther. It's so good. <laughs> okay. It was like I well like I saw it. Like, it was a good film, yeah. but it was beautiful. Like, the costume design and, like, the sets and wherever they filmed it. Like, I'm a very visual person. Oh, yeah. And to me, I was like, this film needs, like, an award in costume design or something. Oh, it'll definitely like, get a nomination. I thought, like, it was beautiful and, like, so, like, modern and interesting. Yeah. And, like, African, of course, but like they did it really well. Well, they're calling it it's Afrofuturism, which is this sort of imaginary yeah. thing. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. If there was if there was a I part of it. Africa that was that got that came became modern without any colonization, yeah. it was like the first scene. Um, and they're like, there's some chicks who look like Grace Jones in here, and I <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's great. They yeah. kicked ass. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and like. Like, I love Marvel lately. Like, they've been doing some good stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm happy that this film, they really, like, worked hard and pulled out all the stops. It, it, I really enjoyed it. Oh, they did a great job. I just it had more, more, like, complete parts, you know, like, characters of black people and women of any film, like, ever. Like, I think it has more, more, more well-rounded women and black characters than all other superhero films put together. Oh, yeah. And they're all, like, interesting and powerful yeah. and, like, fully realized And the villain characters. is, like, maybe the best cartoon villain ever. Oh. Because he's right. Yeah, he's not, like, just no, some No, I thought dick. it was so cool. Yeah. No, like, the film, because it's, like, A, a cool superhero film. B, production design's amazing. But the other thing is, like, the message of it and the writing was really good because, like... Like, uh, what makes a good conflict in a film, especially superhero film, is when it's, like, it's about, uh, it's a real, like, issue that people struggle with of, like, 
should we fight or make peace? And like yeah. how, what's better? Like when people are hurting, how do you help them? Yeah. And I'm like, and it did such a good job of like talking about that issue. And then at the end, I was like, yes, like we're, we're peace. We're going to work together, make the world better. Yeah. No war. I would, yeah. Wakanda is out of the closet. <laughs> And they all, all, also, all the actors were just, like, gorgeous. Oh, yeah. And, like, everyone, yeah. That, the woman who is the general. Yeah. She was wearing, like, red and gold the whole time. I wanted, like, all of her outfits. I don't know. And when she's, like, puts on a wig and she was, like, what is this? <laughs> what is I this was... thing on my head? <laughs> and she takes it off and throws it at a guy. She was so cool. Oh, my God. Like. I just heard her yeah. on the Nerdist podcast recently. She was pretty interesting. Oh yeah, which is not like, called something else. I've, it's like all these actors I've like seen them in other films, but not be this like amazing and interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's, it's super good, and uh, I don't know, but that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I loved it a lot. I, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't connect with it as much as I did Wonder Woman, which was also oh, yeah. really good this year, because Ooh. I mean Thor was just hilarious and beautiful and interesting, but mostly hilarious. Thor was a comedy. Like, Thor was, Thor, you know how, like, some films, oh, it's, like, a superhero film with, like, a romance element. Yeah. Like, Thor was a comedy film with a superhero element. Right, right. You still care about what happens to people, and there still seems like real threats and everything. But, yeah, it's mostly comedy. Wonder Woman had, like, a lot of nice jokes and funny moments, but it was really, like, heart. She is so good. Yeah. And she's, like, so angry. That was really cool. And, like, uh, it's about the nature of war. I think the thing, it's, like... I really enjoyed Wonder Woman, but in Wonder Woman, you really just like her. But in Black Panther, I like like there was like five characters that I was rooting for. Yeah, who were all like interesting. Well, like the guy from the guy costumes. from Get Out, who's like the chief of the of the oh, of the yeah. border tribes, who's like the face of Wakanda. You know, like that, that's mm-hmm. what everyone thinks Wakanda is. He was he was he like he's like oh the Skillmonger's got a lot of good ideas. <laughs> it just was like right well, it, on well, board. Well, that's why that battle was so powerful because yeah. that's like the central theme of the film of like, do we help people by fighting or like by peace? And like, yeah. Yeah, and he has this giant rhinoceros he rides around on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it that's what made it super cool too because it also had just the like ridiculously awesome superhero oh, film sure. things. There were like, of, like I feel crazy like... spaceship fight and like, Let's ride a giant rhino and like throw spears and jump off cliffs. There like, were a few, yeah. there were a few plot points that I saw coming like a mile away. Oh, the Sonic thing! You know how they had like the trains? Oh yeah, yeah. They go. Where, oh, like, that's a, it's like oh yeah, that's there'll be a fight. There. Oh, that one I definitely like when they were fighting. Once uh, once the like guy from Oakland got the Black Panther suit, I was like, they're gonna throw him on the train to get the Sonic thing yeah. to cancel him out. There's yeah. that, but also like when. T'Challa is dead. You're like, well, okay, he's not really dead. The movie's half over. Well, yeah. Well, because that's like in back. any film. Like in Doctor Who. Especially when you like fall the off a cliff. And... In like the first episode. Yeah. I was like, what? They have to, like. In, in, they especially with the body not in evidence, like it's gone off the cliff or whatever. It's like, yes. yeah, come on. That's. But then also the rhinoceros. I saw that giant rhinoceros in the first act. I'm like, he's coming back. We'll see more of him. Hell yeah. <laughs> no. And then I liked it, like, the the side characters, like, the princess, like, his little sister, who yeah. was, like, the tech genius. Yeah. She was really cool. But I feel like she should like, have had more of a staff. It's, like, just her in that lab. 
inventing yeah. all this amazing technology. I thought that was weird. I thought maybe like she had staff, but they just like were not seen. Maybe, maybe, but she, but like she's. I mean, it's really, she's like, if she's 20 or whatever, there's really nobody smarter. There's nobody else who, like, taught her around. I, mean, is she I really thought that o- was weird. The, 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 the senior scientist of the whole nation. I thought that was weird, but I also really liked her character. Because I feel like, I feel like in the, it, it, in a more fleshed out thing, yeah. there would be, like, other people she's working with. But she's, like, kind of, like, the most, like, go-getter, like, yeah. Um, precocious one, and also she was just like interesting and like a nice comic relief. Oh sure, and but that's the thing. Looked, like when you're I building wanted the world, her, the world building. I wanted always, all her costumes. Yeah, <laughs> she. Um, but also, um, you see that shot where they fly through the bubble, and suddenly yeah. you're like downtown Wakanda. Bloop. It looks, it looks yeah. like Hong Kong or some really metropolitan building. Yeah. There's a lot of tall buildings, you know. Where. Who's working in those buildings? Where's that middle class, white collar, <laughs> the Wakandan, strong middle class? Yeah, because uh, then you also see a lot of like kind of like the traders and farmers. Yeah, everyone's in this kind of real primitive kind of kind of edge Wakanda. That's what you mostly see in that cliffside when they're fighting. Yeah, they're all they look really kind of countrified. You know, they're real kind of traditional. Whereas they have this really modern looking city with like buses and stuff. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of that like the Afrofuturism of like they keep a lot of the styling of like the tradition yeah. and, and the tradition, but with new technology. But yeah, but there I was don't one know. thing like, I it was like you only saw it like in, they're only in the city. They fly over it, and then in like the last scene, kind of after they so, like walk through it a few times. That's well, like yeah. she, like he's there with the, with the girl. He's with Lupita Nyong'o, right? Yeah. And they're just like standing on a street corner by some baskets, like just chatting. I thought that was like, weird that you have that like guy's the, the king and queen of, of this country. Well, yeah, I thought that was, are they just I like liked that a, scene, but it was also weird. I was like, why are they, are they like going to get like takeout food? Like, why are they? Because if that's like Barack Obama like Aladdin, getting a yogurt, you cut your wide mouth, there's like 50 people with headsets standing around, you know, looking out for it. Yeah. Or I, or they have that little, like, little, like, glue behind their ear where they just have like walkie talkie. I mean, he can yeah. hold his own. He's got the vibranium suit on that all oh falls out God. of his necklace for some reason. But uh, he'd, he'd have been fine. But I feel like, you know, it'd be like a, a the, like a hard day's night situation. And what about what about all those purple flowers that they burnt? Like, oh, yeah. Are there no more of those? Well, they grow, apparently. So I guess there'll they'll be more of them. But are like, there are no more seeds? What happened? I'm not going to worry about that too much. Yeah, I know. But it's, I feel like I feel cool. like like okay Wakanda yeah. while you're while you're changing the government of Wakanda how about democracy how about maybe electoral mm. college not just <laughs> fighting in a lake I don't like the electoral college how no, about but, like but pre- com- but preferential voting fighting maybe in a lake, yeah. on a cliff yes. a cliff lake definitely is- I was like that was when I'm like we shouldn't be doing this <laughs> like fighting each other Should you guys get away from the edge also how did he keep getting like stabbed in the chest and then be like fine no, he's I don't know people uh, people get stabbed in movies all the time and they're just fine and then they get up and finish the movie you know why did he not like at least bleed a bit it was I thought yeah but I guess you know whatever well the the, the, mm-hmm. the why is because that makes it rated r if you see too much blood oh 
And then, of course, when when I went to see this film last night in theaters, I saw a trailer for Infinity War. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, with James Brolin, or Josh Brolin. Is. And it's funny. I think this film is have to going to be like six hours long or just a complete train well, wreck. Well, no, it'll be infinity I'm, long because, you know. <laughs> I'm very excited to see what it is because, like, how? But... Also, just from the trailer, you know that like Thor and Garden the Galax- Gardens of Galaxy are going to be the comedic relief. Oh sure. Because like even in the trailer, they have this scene at the end where Thor is like, "Who are you guys?" and then it cuts to the Gardens of Galaxy. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have all the other like serious like Captain America and everyone and yeah. Yeah, no, it's I think I think you're just you're right on the money there. There's going to be a lot of that shit. And I think cuz Thor is such I a feel hit. Like yeah. A lot of that comedy is going to, they're going to stick with that, I think. No, I think like Thor and Guardians will have like very little drama connected to them and it, they will just be like jokes because all the other characters will have like a lot of drama. <laughs> but then they'll, then they'll take someone who's like purely hilarious and they'll kill them probably. You know? And it'll be sad. That's, yeah. kind, of, that's kind of the, the Hollywood way, mm-hmm. you know, as you, uh, these days anyway. But Ultra Carbon. And then Carbon, like the most. Like Ultra Carbon, you should maybe watch. It's, it's not as it's, okay. it's 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 pretty fun. It's got like what channel. Or it's on Netflix. Stream? It's on Netflix. But like the guy okay. checks into basically uh, the guy's revived. He's like some kind of super agent spy or whatever who's been in jail for two hundred fifty years. Is and, it like is it like Blade Runner where they have like androids but then they put humans' brains in them? <clears throat> well, you can get a custom sleeve which is yeah it's like a it's like a manufactured like perfect body that's what they were advertising at ces is like there's a lot of but that's like only the very rich can get those perfect wait bodies. were they selling them at ces yeah it was like a booth and they had these like naked people in like bags they were mannequins whatever but they were like breathing a little bit oh my god i love that that's so freaky and you'd walk I around and you watch like, like the display watch the little film uh. about I like, love how they're latest. advertising for- a fake thing, but it's like at a tech conference, so it seems like it's like a real I'm, thing I'm like, I'm first. Like, oh, what is this? Like, go in, and it's and it's the name of the company that it's in the movie, and uh, you go around the corner. Oh, that's so cool! Like, and it's like these sort of statues of, of these perfect people standing there, but they're clearly like mm-hmm. just in a case. Then you go around the corner, and there's like this naked man, kind of in a fetal position, in a bag, what? all covered in slime, kind of breathing, but it's like a puppet or whatever. But it's like right in there and all this you know graphics and stuff and i'm like what the fuck and they're explaining this like it's you can get you can get any of these sleeves oh, i love marketing like that and then oh at the very then you go around the court the very end it said netflix on the wall about about two inches high at about uh. eye level. i'm like oh this is a show okay cool i love marketing like that it's funny because like you get a lot of stuff like that at comic-con but like it doesn't read as much like they have the like experiences that you walk through right but comic-con is all about fictional worlds i mean everything like you know yeah this is like this was like right between a thousand other booths that were all actual things you could buy you know or or actual technologies or satellite companies or whatever so i love that and also because it's like it that's perfect for the show because the show is about like this is a near future like yeah and they do a beautiful job oh. with world building because it's like the guy's basically fresh out of jail fresh out of the tank and he's got this really kind of upgraded body for some reason and it's all because this really really rich guy he wants to hire him to solve his own murder dun 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 because somebody bum, shot him bum, somebody bum. shot him in the face in his own house and there's this huge splat of blood on the on the wall that he like leaves up and, and the thing is, this rich guy lived in this 
It's like the, the super upper class live like above the clouds in these incredibly tall, spindly towers. And, and they don't have like CCTV cameras. You know, movies. <laughs> and the idea is this guy was shot and his chip was destroyed. But he has like the most expo- expensive upgrade. He has like like a, 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 a backup a, generator. He has a backup. Or something. He has like he's he, an external hard drive. He has he has, he has a satellite orbiting uh, backup drive. That, like, so like all, so his hard drive is also <coughs> backed up in the cloud. Right, but, but he, he but literally he lost, lives in a cloud. So he was like revived. They, they like downloaded him because, and, and also his family has this vault. I saw this in episode two, of uh, of clones. They've got like an unlimited supply of perfect clones of themselves. This is terrifying. To like, so if they get, you know, but this is like blood sports and blood sports. Like they they have this incredible dinner party, and they invite these people to fight to the death. There's this this high the hired entertainment like the party clown, is this husband and wife who fight to the death, and then you know, what? and this guy who hires them you know, buys them an upgraded uh, shell, or sleeve afterwards. This makes me think of like Dorian Gray, where like he's immortal, so he just does like crazy bullshit. Well, that's the thing is this the, this is so far in the future. Like this rich guy is like five hundred years old. He's been married for over a hundred years to his wife. And they haven't gotten a divorce and they've yet. They've got like twenty. They've got like twenty-one kids. That's terrifying. And at what? one point, okay. the, the, like the guy, the detective, he's kind of a detective. The main guy walks in and sees like the wife getting plowed by some, uh, you know, security guard, and 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 he realizes it's not really her. It's it's the daughter. It's one of the. It's her daughter, who like wears her mom's clones <gasps> around because it's such a hot body. And she's kind of like Wait, sassy. So, and she's so like, are oh, their never clones mind. just like the best version of them? It's them at like 32, just like. Yeah, it's them at about like, for the, yeah, she's like 35 probably. And, yeah. uh, and and the guy like immediately sees through and says, like outs her. It's like, she's like, look, okay, if, if you know what's my name. And she's like, whatever. And uh, it's like, like she's the sassy, you know. Wait, so did, the, did their It's like, does your English? mother know that you're doing this? And her, it's like, well, it's like, are you all? She's like, oh, take it easy. I'm 67. <laughs> <laughs> because even the children are super old because they get like recycled into these new shells. Uh, what I'm it's saying funny, is, when you first mentioned this, I was thinking about like Futurama where they have like their heads in jars. Right, right. But now it's like a whole nother thing. Oh my, yeah. Welcome back to a sci-fi time where we talk about science Half fiction Half of shows. our podcast is like talking about media. I Yeah. I, I know. Well, that's funny. fun. You were mentioning like conventions and yeah. like Comic Con and stuff, and I've been watching lots of like RuPaul's Drag Race lately, and stuff. And they have like there's like RuPaul's Drag Con now. Oh yeah, which is in like L. A. and Co- and New York, and like I don't know, and like this sounds like the most fun convention because yeah. Comic Con, Comic Con is already like half drag. Like if you think about it, it's Comic-Con, like superhero drag. Yeah. Like, part of what makes Comic-Con really fun is seeing everyone in costumes. Oh, yeah. And, like, walking around. And, like, if you are into drag, at DragCon, everyone's in costume. Yes. Well, West Hollywood, Halloween in West Hollywood is kind of like that. I think it's basically, like, West Hollywood. It's like Hamburger Mary's times 10 plus at Comic-Con. Right. I mean, West Hollywood used to be a ton of drag. But now it's, like, just Halloween, generically Halloween. There's, there's mm. way less of a 
it's it's not you know a, a majority of like drag anymore. I don't think. But um, no, I would go to drag con. That sounds like fun. You know. Do, yeah. do, do you dress up for that? Do you? Uh... I think you would. Well, it's the kind of thing where it's like you can do whatever you want. Like yeah. I would probably just dress up in like. Well, they, I think they call it like a bio queen or something when like a woman dresses up in female drag. Oh, yeah. Um, There's a term for that. I know that Grace Helbig often does like a drag makeovers on herself. I, th- I think it's really fun because like I, you can draw eyeliner that goes like up to here. Oh, yeah. And wear like a wig. One of the costumes, because like I just think about like dressing up for holidays or like in the UK, they call it fancy dress. Yes, fancy for, like, dress. For like a costume party. Um, and I think a fun costume would be like Sandy from Greece, but at the end, oh yeah, and I would is... get like a giant like blonde <laughs> afro wig, yeah, and then you have like the black tight thing, the shiny black armor all yeah. suit, yeah. Like if I went to DragCon, I kind of would want to wear that, like something like I that. I got thrills, they're multiplying. Yeah, and so I... you have to wear so- like something that's like kind of like accentuates, like uh-huh. that's like over the top and fun. Because part of what's fun about drag is you kind of get to like be someone else. It's like sure. Halloween, except with except everyone's wearing false eyelashes. You know, well, that's the thing. Like I don't I don't watch a lot of Drag Race. I've watched it once or twice. Um, it's because I'm a big fan of drag, you know, and I love that stuff. Yeah, but it seems like there's there's one aspect that tries to look as much like women as possible, as much as like realistic, and to really go there. But then but there's like, this other me- thing which is more like kind of sci-fi just insanity drag that's what i find much more interesting is kind of like it's often like the comedy queens or like the more artsy people where like their drag like there's actually like i think it's the winner of like the latest season the drag queen's name is sasha velour and a lot of her looks she's like bald and has these like giant eyebrows and she's very kind of like pop art like crazy looking yeah. But to me, and then, like, there's other drag queens. Like, there's drag queens that have done, like, stand-up comedy and stuff like that. And, like, those are my favorite queens. And often they don't look, like, the most, like, fishy or feminine. Yeah. Like, that's kind of, like, an amazing feat. I, I might have told but you there was me, a reality show like, that predates uh, Drag Race called yeah? He's a Lady. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it was called. But it was... This reality show where they recruited these like twelve men, these he men, these like total straight he men, tough guys, from all walks of life, uh, for the ultimate reality challenge that they were going to win twenty hundred thousand dollars, whatever. But they've got it. They wouldn't tell them what it was. It was like this ultimate challenge that they had to go away for two months or whatever. They just sold it like this really tough reality show. And what it was, turns out, once they got them all there, it was it was all about uh, cross dressing. And they were it was in like drag, drag the whole camp. It was like drag queen yeah. boot camp. And they had to teach them all this different stuff. They had all these drag queen um, experts come in and do their eyebrows and dress them up and go shopping with them. And they had these challenges, like they all had to go and, you know, get signatures on a, on a, on a what do you call that? On a, uh, a, pay, a, on petition? a petition. Petition or something, like at a mall, you know, something like that. And, yeah. uh, and they had these challenges. Then they would eliminate one or two people every week. And somebody, and the funny thing was, a lot of these guys were like, "I don't like, don't like this at all." They were not into it, but then they all like totally softened and kind of got into it, and oh, had a yeah. great time. And like a couple of these guys were like stunning women, like just oh yeah, they had like the perfect bone structure or whatever. 
to be just complete knockouts. Then they'd well, have like the fashion. Then they'd have like a fashion show at the end, and the judges would ask them all these questions. They would do their, and they're all like in bridal gowns one week, and they're all in oh yeah something else. No, because that's like one of the things that I like that I like about drag is it kind of the joke of it all is that like what gender looks like is a joke. Like it's all a construct. Like that yeah. per just because they look that way, like they can look however they want. Yeah, like. People can be completely, completely transformed. And it's funny, on Drag Race, they've done a few challenges like that, where, like, the contestants, who are all, like, drag queens by trade and audition for this, have to make over someone who's, like, never done drag before. Right. Like, one of the fun ones they did is they had, like, the film crew uh, have a makeovers. Yeah. <laughs> where they're all, like, these big, burly, like, grips, uh, grips yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but then by the end, they all, like, love it. And they like have they have a lot of fun, and they're like strutting down the runway. Oh, it's I've done and it. It's super fun. I've done it for Halloween. Yeah. I've done it, you know. Yeah, it's but a it's good all time. it's like what you make of it. It's about like expressing yourself and having fun. Well, some people like being the center of attention, and some people don't. You know. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you don't like being the center of attention, and you're, but then again, I think that's stuff to do with self esteem and everything else. Mm-hmm. That, uh, but uh, no, it's. Halloween's right around the corner, you know, only yeah. six months away, five months away. It was funny. I joked to one of my friends because I, I like will sing randomly a lot that I want to do a one woman show of Grease where I play all the parts. Oh, wow. <laughs> cool. Like Grease, like the musical. Just the abridged, like sing. just the karaoke songs, like those three songs. Well, like it's all the it's the good songs. Like there's a bunch of songs in Grease that nobody remembers. It's like the hand jive like, song. It's garbage, you know, no, like all the good songs, and I would dance and sing all the parts. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I want to go on record saying that I support this plan. This uh, is just something I thought was funny um, because I've probably done this in my bedroom before because I like singing a lot and like, uh, but I'm not very on key. So I just like. <laughs> sing for fun yeah. i'm like like drunk karaoke singing is like my that's benchmark. best singing. singing at karaoke that's karaoke's full of life lessons I, I love yeah it. it would basically just be like care like grease karaoke in concert okay with wigs i don't know something funny like that all right well you are in art school you know which yeah i, I mean i just I, I did i forward this to you i meant to I saw. I think you did a thing. There was like a thing in Edinburgh, looking for artists to do like installation art, and uh, mm. and like the winners get like paid, and a staff and help putting it together and mentorship to do like oh, an cool. installation art, and it's it's due in a couple of weeks. I I, I assume like you write a proposal of some big, just based on the pictures I saw, of some big thing you want to build, and. Uh, you might have to be Scottish, I don't know, but uh, but it's definitely in Edinburgh. And uh Yeah. I I think I emailed it to you or I WhatsApped it to you. Yeah, I see it now. I see it's it like now. I might not be in Edinburgh during that time period cuz it's in the summer, but Well, no, I think I, I think look. you do it between now and then and that's when it's on display. Yeah. So I think it's one of those things where you wouldn't go to it unless you were picked. One of like the eight ones they have however many they pick. Mm-hmm. And uh so it might be, yeah. And if you and if you won that, you probably would want to be in Edinburgh for that, so you could. 
Yeah. You know. I've been making some stuff out of like tights and pantyhose lately. Uh-huh. Like I made like I stretched um some pantyhose around like a canvas stretcher uh-huh. and it creates this funny thing. And then uh the other day I have this like corner of like a wall and like uh like a kind of fake temporary wall that's why and i like had these tights that are, were ripped and i like stretched them yeah. and like stapled them to the wall and it looks like this weird kind of like cobweb oh, i saw that it like was cool. trapped thing yeah it's called and like i was the, like taking pictures of perverts that. delight <laughs> the pantyhose perverts delight it's I've, funny because I make I make things like this and I just think they look kind of cool. Yeah. But then I have because since I'm in art school, um, I get to bullshit. You have to contextualize deep meanings it. for them. Yeah. So this these pieces symbolize. Uh, speaking of International Women's Day, uh, oh, symbolize Day, how females how females are constrained by society and uh, wear tight clothes and it's uncomfortable and blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay. And. Things about beauty, yeah. I like. It. I just think it creates really cool patterns as well. The moire. Like I had this one that I made, and it was like this, like kind of painting of like a. It was kind of vague, but it's like this dark scene, and there's like a little bit of light in it. And then I stretched t- these like nude tights over it that were ripped, and then I spilled red wine on top of it. Yeah. And I called it last Thursday night. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. I saw I'm your doing print. like lots of different things at once. I oh, yeah, your, that was fun. That was pretty cool. I mean, that looked like it's ready to go and be like a, a, a cover of a of a mystery novel or something. Yeah, I ma- that took a lot of time. That was really fun. Um, do you want me to explain how I made it? Uh, yes, for the benefit since we're talking about making things. Yes. What is this? Um, so if you're minute 37 what I'm of the podcast. About, uh, go, on, go on my Instagram at f-i-o-g-r-a-y and i made this uh print of a sunset with palm trees and basically what it is it's a wood reduction print with uh three layers so we have like this piece of like mdf board and you carve into it and the first layer what you cut out of it is just what you want to be white or like the color of the paper right so it's like very little in my case it's like this little bit and it's interesting, mostly what you use to cut um, these shapes out is like these little like kind of like shovel things where it's like a U oh, yeah. that's sharp mm-hmm. and it's like a trough. And that's like the essential woodcut mark that you get. It's from those little things. And then they look kind of like grains of rice Right is the shape of it. Yeah. So the first layer, you cut everything you want to be white. And the three inks we are using you picked like a light middle dark tone um we did like a yellow red and like a dark purple color mm-hmm. and i i'm saying we because i did this with like a in a in a class with a workshop of other right. students and we all use the same ink because we were working at the same time and it's easier to mix like a lot of one color of ink sure so then so after you cut that part that you want to be white you print yellow so you roll on the ink and you print on a piece of paper and you do that six times or right. however many times you want. And then that's as many as you're going to have because then you go into it, you like blot the ink off and cut out all the parts that you want to be yellow. Okay. So you're like cutting away more each time. So you cut out all the parts that you want to be yellow. And then once you're happy with that, 
you put ink you put the red ink over that and print a second layer on those original six prints that you made right making sure to like line them all up to register them yes registration is very important yes because otherwise they look like Andy Warhol's, but not as Yeah, they're artsy. misregistered. I, see, I, I saw your Instagram. You did one that was all not registered. Yeah, well, it's funny. Effect. That last one that was not registered was actually when I was just blotting the ink off. Oh, yeah? Because to, like, to, to clean off the print, you don't, like, wipe it off. You just, like, run it through the press a few more times with, like, newsprint. I see. It's, like, paper that nobody cares about. So um, that was actually when I just ran it through the, pr- the press to get ink off. So it's also not as saturated. It's a bit more transparent. Yeah. Yeah, and you get a different effect. Um, and then for the last layer, you cut out all the parts that you want to be red. And then you put, I put purple ink over. Right. And you print on top of that. But also, since we're doing this quickly, it does the ink doesn't look purple. It actually created this kind of like dark brown color. Yeah. Because it's over red ink and yellow ink. And it kind of... So you have to like picture all those colors mixing together. <laughs> I got a pretty good um, <clears throat> concept of how you did it from your Instagram, but I mean, yeah, thing, I tried to <sighs> explain it. Do you just freehand the, the drawing, though? I mean, with the knife? Um, basically, well, I had like a reference image I was working from, and I had done some sketches. Yeah. And then, like, if you want, you can like use a piece of chalk to like mark on the board. Like, kind of what I did is I like you have this board that's like what your print is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I, like, traced that onto a piece of newsprint and, like, sketched my thing vaguely. So I had an idea of, like, how big things were going to be. Right. But also it's, like, I wasn't, like, writing letters or doing something or doing a portrait that was very precise. Right. I was drawing, like, a sunset, like a stormy sunset with sky and trees. Like, I actually cut through one of the trees, which nobody will notice but me. But, uh, but like, um, it wasn't, like, from a photo you took. It was just, you know, just an imagined sky, right? Um, well, yeah, it was from a photo, but, like, I didn't, like, stay really deep to the photo. I see. The photo was more just, like, there's four palm trees and, like, a building at the bottom. The photo, the photo is more, like, inspiration. Yeah. That's real cool. Yeah. And I reckon it looked like so, yeah, your style. I, looked like Instagram, you know? Yeah. Basically, just freehand it. Like, I kind of, like, drew where the trees would be first with, like, a piece of chalk. Yeah. Um... But then you kind of, you be like precise for a few marks. Um, like there's one tool that's like a V shape that gets you very like tight lines. Uh-huh. But then the other marks, you kind of just like go for it. Because otherwise it takes too long. Yeah. Like by the end, most of your, bo- mo- for me, most of my board was like carved away. Yeah. But th- so. So, so is it like a machine that presses it together? Or? Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's like these rollers. So you have this big flat thing, and then we're, what we cut into was, like, a piece of MDF board, and then we had two other boards that were, like, the same size, shape, and material, but, like, not cut into, that you put on either side of your board uh-huh. and, like, smush together and line up. And then you have this, and then you put the paper, you line it up so it's in the right place, then you put the paper on top, and it's, like, these big rollers, and you, like, turn this crank and it rolls through. I see. And, like, the the technician who works there, like, the print workshop lady, she, like, makes sure it's all the right pressure and everything. And then you basically roll it through, and it, like, presses the paper to the ink, and it comes out the other side, and you just, like, peel it up. You know, um, Mike Roy's... Makes some funny sounds. Mike yeah. Roy's wife, who died a couple of years ago, her funeral 
was at this art studio in Pasadena, which was mm-hmm. like her, her pet charity uh, before she died. And it was their main thing was uh, letterpress printing where mm-hmm. they had this print shop and you could make these multicolored like posters and greeting cards and stuff. And they had movable type that you would typeset. Yeah. And then they there's had another thousand pound press that would give you that kind of yeah. really cool rag paper with the impression of the letters. I think in it. there's one of those downstairs. I was working the, the ECA, the Art uh, College of Art has like multiple like workshops. Yeah. I was in one of the print workshops, but there's another one downstairs that's like bigger and it has like screen printing and a bunch of other things including like the oldest printing press in Edinburgh, which is like this crazy like iron thing that has like a gold eagle on top of it it looks very like ridiculous i saw that at the museum of Edinburgh. yeah there's one there's one like that at the museum but, but you got one like according in, in, in use yeah there's one actually it apparently it's much harder to use than the new ones but yeah it's there it's Do you like, have, like the, in the daisy print that spins around with the silk screens like the t-shirt companies have maybe yeah i haven't used the silk screens yet but i've like walked by that shop but I, yeah there's like this big printing press with an eagle on top of it screen printing is so cool and it's such like a it's literally a garage like rock and roll business you know because mm-hmm. it's just the technology is real simple but then it's the apparatus yeah you, you just take make a stencil right yeah. and like you have for more than one color you have this like carousel of the screens that are hinged and they mm-hmm. spin around and they've really get the next one and they're all kind of screwed to this thing, so it comes down on your shirt in the same place every time. And you have like yeah. here's the black, and here's the yellow, and here's the white. And uh, and basically you spin it, then you put it down, and you talk squeak squeak with the big squeegee and push the ink through it. Yeah, I know they have screen printing, but I haven't been inducted into it yet. But I was at this one company. I got when I, the last time I bought T-shirts, and they were real cheap. I think it was the Meterman T-shirts. Um, we went and. Uh, no, those were terrible. It was some other one when I got to see the guy's like operation. And it was probably a six screen daisy that would spin around and they were motorized. The little squeegee was like push and pull motor with a motor. I feel like I've seen that at like conventions, like at VidCon where they're like printing t shirts for you. Yeah. But that was like a guy doing it, but it's the same deal. Yeah. But the thing is like that setup is like a couple of hundred bucks. It's not that expensive. Which is mm-hmm. why it's very rock and roll and fundraiser ecology, you know? Yeah. It's fun. It makes you want to do uh, your clothing line, you know? Your mm-hmm. hilarious t-shirt So, yeah. Line. So, if you want a print, an original print of a sunset, yes. there's like six, I think. Uh-huh. Did you I sign a number them? Yet. Not yet. Because, like, when I worked on them, I finished them on Wednesday. They're like, the ink is wet. So, you just put, I just put it in the drying rack and I'll pick them up next week. But yeah. Cool. I want all your art. I'm going to take it all and bring it back to California and sell mm. it and make you a fortune. Yeah. Please but- do. Sooner. I, it's funny. I realized it. I also, I met this person who is like putting together a little gallery in Edinburgh mm-hmm. in like Haymarket neighborhood um, and wants to sell like student art or like prints of it and stuff like that. Yeah. But I realized even if I start selling art, that I'm gonna be broke before I make any money because I have to like continually like put more money into making art. Yes. <laughs> and then it's like if I want to sell prints, I have to um, put money into printing the prints first. Sure. And then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. That's, yes. But that is what business credit is for. You know, if, if you think, well, I'm gonna sell these prints for ten dollars, and it costs, and I could get a thousand of them 
for two hundred dollars. Well, that's, that's like at the at the college they had, they have like printing services, and I was looking, and you can make postcards, and you can get like a hundred postcards for fifteen pounds that are like color on one side and black and white on the back. So I could get you a thousand postcards at in Burbank at Got Print for color on both sides for like forty five dollars. Mm-hmm. That's that's how we do it. Like like I yeah. I've got a printer that that kind of printing is is you know good. I guess you don't want a thousand. You want like a hundred, I suppose, because if you're gonna sell them. But then again, do you want to sell a thousand for a dollar each, or do you want to sell two for a thousand dollars each? Yeah. Well, I think it's like you make a print of the painting. So like the painting would sell for like money, but then the print could sell for like. Uh, a few like a few bucks you know yeah that's that's it yeah so you can you get everybody who can afford it well that's like when you go to the van gogh museum you don't buy a van gogh you buy like a postcard of like this i have a friend who has an art gallery in beverly hills ruth ann horn i think her name is i might have introduced you to i I showed her some of your stuff does she do like photography no but but her thing i don't know if she invented this but the new thing you probably know about this being in art school is um is the it's called something like the augmented print or the embellished print where you do like lithographs you do like really nice art prints yeah and then the artist goes in and paints a little bit more on them like adds a little bit mm. more highlight and signs it and adds just a little bit more so you can see like paint brush strokes on there but they spend like 15 minutes that's it you know what i mean or, or a minute yeah. they, it's like they've touched it they've put some more paint on it and it's like this thing that's more valuable than a print but not as expensive as an actual full painting and you could make and you could make a hundred of them yeah well like it's the funny thing about like the prints i made and posted on instagram because those take a lot of time and energy to make and there is a very small finite number of them yeah and they're all a little different probably too yeah because the registration was different and like the thickness of the ink is different but it's like you could photograph or scan like the best one of those prints and print out more of them digitally. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then they would still have like that like printy look to them. Well, that, you know, like, on DFTBA, they made those prints last year of French the Llama and something else. That oh, were, yeah. They were silkscreen prints, but they were done in a short run like a lithograph, like by a lithographer. Mm-hmm. So they were done with like 10 inks or whatever. It's a short run print, but it's like a, it's done by machines. Well, that's kind of the interesting thing about like prints. Like even when you're like, I also did a print a uh, few weeks ago in like dry point. I also posted this on Instagram. It was like of some lap, lamps, but it was in black and white. And that's like you take this piece of like zinc metal and like scrape into it. But you can only get so many prints out of it because like after rolling it through the presses, like the ridges get smushed. Oh. So like a thing about prints that makes them interesting is they are like ephemeral and different because they're physical and like as you print more of something, like it gets it changes because well, it's like smushing it and changing it. Well yeah. that's why digital is so great. Well that was a thing with, with records when, when it was when there was just vinyl records. There were audiophile yeah. records that were first pressings. Because they would record the record on tape or whatever, then they would lay it down on a steel disc and then press, oh. 
and then have the first pressing. So then they have to make duplicates. So the first the pressing is like the sharpest it has like quality the most ever. Detail because every press, the Submaster yeah. gets a little bit rougher. And those microscopic details in the grooves kind of vanish. But it's still just yeah. like pressing plastic in between two steel things to make record albums. Yeah, and the other funny thing about like printmaking, like the one I did recently, is you don't really know what it's going to look like. Yeah. Like you can know better with experience. Like I've only I've only done this a few times, but because of like the way like the inks will mix or like if the registration is off by like a millimeter or like the way you cut it because also it's like you're cutting into this block and then when it prints it's going to be reverse in color over multiple other colors so what you're cutting and what comes out look very different it seems like when i finished my first thing i peeled it up and looked at it and had this like really weird look at it and my like mate who was next to me was like like was kind of surprised she was like oh it looks good and i was like it looks good it was just does not look like what i thought it was backwards yeah <laughs> but the other thing is why not use three pieces of wood so yeah so like even well, the after thing, the whole process is done you could go on back and do it again well the thing like if you don't use like i think you could i don't know as much about printmaking but using one piece of piece of wood then your registration is perfect mm-hmm. yeah because like each time you're like because you're going from light to dark each time you're like taking away more yeah like there's a ton of different techniques and methods to printmaking but like with this one of the the reason like the registration works really well and like a sunset's really good because it's going from light to dark but like the marks match up because i was just cutting into the same block again see here's my here's what i have my idea you do it all on the computer in Photoshop, make three layers, laser cut them, and then Ooh, make well, your prints. What like I did that. do, what I did do is I stand, I made a print of each layer isolated. Right. So I have one piece of paper that just has the yellow layer and one that just has the red and just the purple. So I have those, and then I have the other ones. So I could, you could like scan it and digitize it those or keep them or use them for reference for a future thing. But yeah. Or, or make a triptych of all of them and mm-hmm. and then the finished one. It's very cool. It's very fun. I like making things with my hands. Like today, I texted you this earlier, but I sewed a dress. So tell me about that. You, you made a dress. Yeah. So I've made a dress before with you. Yeah, I, I bought the pattern. Uh, but you, you did all of it. I didn't. I just like advice. Well, like it was very fun and very... Like, it was kind of like this dress that I made. I didn't really, I didn't buy a pattern because I just kind of like, I used like a bathrobe I own. It's like this funny like wrap bathrobe uh-huh. that like when you wear it, it looks kind of like a dress because it's like black. Sure. Um, It's like a dressing gown. Well, it's all how you accessorize. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like, I, I wanted like a loose wrap dress. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just like stretched out this bathrobe over like a piece of newsprint and like made a really crude pattern. Right. Um, And since I had already made a dress before with like actual instructions Uh and a real pattern, I kind of just like winged it because like I used really cheap fabric like at the college in like the fashion department, they make everything in calico, which is kind of like a thin canvas beforehand. And I got like, yeah, so I got like 15 meters of calico for like 17 pounds. 
is it like kind of kind of beige colored, thin? Yeah. See, it's I would that. call it's that like muslin. Because could... calico hmm. means something else to me. I don't know. Well, there they call it calico. Probably, I would a, call it canvas. A, yeah. It's funny because if you're stretching it over a wood frame and painting on it, it's canvas. But if you're making a like fashion thing out of it, it's calico. Well, to make the well, I'd say muslin is like soft. It's like as it's like as thick as a shirt, right? Mm-hmm. But canvas is like a like a painting canvas. It's thicker, like a tent. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like what I got today to sew. It's kind of like a medium thin canvas. Right. Like if you got like a canvas tote bag for free. Yeah. Yeah. One of those beige ones. It's like that. So so you made a dress um, out of that. Now you're going to paint yeah. on it? So yeah. So I kind of made a dress and I just kind of winged it. And because I wanted to see if I could make a dress and I kind of want to make clothes for myself because that's fun and then you can make it exactly what you want and fit right and everything. So I made this dress. I still have to finish the belt because you know you have to like turn it inside out but it takes forever. Oh yeah, um, that's hard. So that's the only thing I haven't finished. <laughs> now is there but a class? You today, can, t- can you yeah. take a class at that in like fashion design and learn to um, cut patterns? I don't know if I don't know if I personally can take a class but it is available at my college. Like there's a whole fashion design degree. Um, and there's like a co- there's like a performance costume degree and a like textiles thing. I think I might try to take an elective in textiles or something like that. There but you go. since there's a fashion department, there's a whole like big giant room that's like has giant tables for cutting patterns and models or like uh, Ma- mannequins yeah, dress, and dress like dummies. and like twenty sewing machines. Dress dummies. And it's the sewing machines that are like built into the table. Mm-hmm. And then they have these, which I thought were really cool and kind of scary, these like industrial irons. Oh, yeah. So like, you know what an iron is. But like, basically what it, it's like the whole board is all connected. Right, and there's like a pedal. Yeah. No, but there's a pedal on the bottom. It's a normal like handle iron that you pick up. But it has like wires and it's connected to this thing. So it's always hot and it's always at the same temperature. And then you press a little button for steam. But then there's a pedal on the floor that's like a vacuum. So the board has a vacuum in it. So it sucks the fabric down. So it sucks the fabric down to the board. And it makes all these like crazy weird sounds. So it sucks the fabric down to the board. And then you have this iron that you like press the steam. So it's like the most like intense, efficient ironing board ever. Like, the iron is connected to the board. It's one thing. That's awesome. But, yeah. And then, like, the sewing machines. I broke, like, three needles. I don't know how I did that. That's 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 what happens if you, like, are pushing. If yeah. you're pushing the stuff too too fast. I probably did that. It just bends the needle. And the needle hits the side of the hole. Yeah. I broke three needles. I, like... <laughs> well, and also, you got to use the, the right first... needle for the right fabric. Like, you don't want to use, like, yeah, a, well... a denim needle for silk or something else. No, I think I was doing it right because there was like a technician there and she like because you have to get inducted and especially sewing machines are dangerous apparently so i sure. had to like sign a thing and like I've i got a lot of needles and then, i break needles all the time yeah no but like i broke the needle first and she was like and she like showed me how to replace it and also like uh you know you like thread a sewing machine yeah. like a normal sewing machine it goes through like four different hoops these sewing machines it goes through like 10 different hoops and like <laughs> But yeah. Then there's another kind of thing they probably have called a serger, which is real cool, which has four spools of thread on it. And you basically can run 
like if you look at your jeans, the seam inside your jeans, where oh, it's like a it's got these zigzag. loops around the seam, and it all, it's all like contained by it's all yeah. wrapped in thread. That's a serger, because it like it like trims off the edge down to like you know a quarter of an inch from the seam, and then it wraps that whole edge in thread. And kind of like knits this little sort of net of thread around no, that seam. No, they definitely have that. Like there around me, there were people making like much more complicated things. Like I was making like thread. very simple. No, I have a friend who does like performance costume, which is like for theater and stuff. Yeah. And I like popped in her studio and it's full of like giant costumes that are crazy colors and patterns. And she was doing like embroidery or something. Yeah. That's awesome. I made like the simplest possible dress. It was like a back, two front pieces that like overlapped, like it was a wrap dress, and then a, two sleeves. Which and you, I actually I put pockets in it because I need pockets. What you gotta find is the embroidery machine that lets you make like embroidered patches. You know, oh. like the Cub Scouts, mm. or that say like Jose in a little circle. But I've always because they're 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 like they're not a they're like a few thousand dollars these machines. And they have like ten colors of thread, and it's kind of like a computer printer, mm-hmm. and they're very windowsy. One second, I grab my phone charger. And basically, you've got to um, the way they work is you have to um, you take your graphics and you separate it out into colors, and then the, the computer basically cuts that up into stitches and figures out how many stitches it needs and what direction they should go, right? Like if it's a like a crescent moon, it's going to kind of the stitches all kind of a radial. They all kind of accordion around like that. They're not. It's not just like X Y. They go in like every yeah. direction, for to, to so it like, you know, like you see, look at the embroidery on anything. But I've I've always loved that. You know, they have like embroidering your mm-hmm. name on stuff or embroidering, like yeah. like these shirts I get from um, from LL Bean. Like they 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 put your they can sew your initials on them. They, they put a monogram on them, no extra charge. Yes, I've always just got a kick out of that. And they sell, like, Brother makes these sewing machines for consumers, for quilting and stuff that have, and they come, like, loaded with all these letters and all these patterns, all these complicated stitches. I've, like, seen them at, um, whatchamacallit, Joanne's. Oh, yeah, yeah, at the sewing store. But, like, to get the, like, you could, you could, like, embroider the whole Crafty Time with Mark and Fiona logo on, like, a jacket. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be super cool. I'd be so, or like just you're just your little face, yeah. your little face cartoon that's on the sticker, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what I've been so with this dress, so I kind of just wanted to like see if I could make myself a dress. Yeah. Um, but so I've made this dress and it like fits and like looks pretty good, except I need to finish the belt. But it's like this terrible beige canvas color, right? Because that's what you make things out of when you're practicing. Yeah. And that's the cheapest fabric. So I was like, hmm, let's see if I can. Maybe make this look nicer and connect it to my painting project. Yes. So I'm thinking tomorrow, um, I'm not sure if I'm be able to like put it in the washing machine or anything. Probably not. But like it'll probably be halfway in between like an art object and a wearable. But sure. I'm gonna, my friend has these like inks that are kind of like they look like pastels. But then when you add water to them, they're like water soluble okay. and they like soak into the fabric. Like she used it for painting. Um. But then the fabric's still loose. It's not like acrylic paint or something where it stiff. would be hard. Yeah. So it's kind of like these, they're these like ink blocks. So tomorrow I'm going to try and see if I can paint something like sunset-esque on my dress. 
I think you should put it on and paint it so you can see the shape of it, you know? Yeah. Because if you just paint it flat well, and then you wear it, it's gonna, everything's going to change. Well, I've, like, put it on multiple times and, like, tried it on. It was funny. The first time I sewed the sleeve on, and first I Google searched how to sew on a sleeve because I was, like, because the other parts of the dress, I, like, kind of remember and you can, like, figure out. Yeah. But the sleeve, I was, like, it's what? Complicated. It's got to go, like, the sleeve is right side out and the body's out inside out outside of the sleeve. And you know what I did? I pinned everything. I sewed the sleeve. You have to sew in a circle. It's really annoying. And then I turn it right side out. And guess what? The seam sleeve the seam is on the outside. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. So I sewed three sleeves today. And well, then that's... and then I put a hem on everything. Well, now so you've yeah. learned that. Now you, now you like, you have yes, to do that now kind I of know. fuck up to learn mm-hmm. it. But kind of what I like about sewing is it's like, what I like about most art stuff is it's like doing things with your hands. And it's like three-dimensional because to sew you have to like imagine things like in like 4d almost yeah like totally and i think it's really fun and i like the challenge that's kind of why i didn't buy a pattern i just kind of like went for it because i was like let's see if i can solve this puzzle well like if you kind of yeah if you know if you've seen a pattern and you know kind of what the shapes look like you kind of figure oh that goes under there this has to be long like enough I to remembered, wrap around. I remembered making a dress the first time enough. Yeah. To be like, I know what this pattern should look like and how it should be attached. Yeah. They actually sell a ruler at the fabric store that's for making patterns. That's like curved in a big kind of uh, like an S, like a French curve that gets sharper as it goes along. And it's specifically made for like that shape of the armpit cut on the sleeve, you know. So you say, well, I want this to be, oh, yeah. you know, nine inches. Well, nine inches wrapped around there. No, at one point, at one point, I, I was like drawing the pattern on newsprint, and I just kind of like Google searched shirt pattern to see like what a sleeve is supposed to look like. Yeah. Because if you look at a sleeve, you're like, how does that become a sleeve? What? It's very funny. Um, yeah, it's shaped like a. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a big horseshoe like a big on it's a rectangle. Like a, yeah, it's like a horseshoe with a little... It's like a Napoleon hat, right? Yeah. Like a Napoleon hat, uh, and then it goes... Then it's then it parallel lines that taper It's in. like if SpongeBob was wearing a Napoleon hat. It looks like a cartoon of gravestone that you'd see around the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, it looks like that. <laughs> That's what a sleeve is shaped like, yeah. But then if you look at that sleeve, and then if you look at, like, the opening for a sleeve... Yeah. Those shapes, like, don't seem like they're going to match up. Right, because, well, they're a circle. That's why, yeah, because you need, like, I know the armpit to not have too much fabric and the shoulder to have enough that you can Mats. move. Yeah. And then the next level, if you look at an actual shirt, the way they do the seam. And then you need to add two inches to everything. Where there's oh not, God. like, a ragged edge on the inside. That's a whole other next level thing. Yeah, so I... And then I, try making a jacket like where you got to make, like, the outside and the inside. Oh, my God. And then stuff the inside, inside the outside, then sew them together. No, then turn I'm the like whole wearing... thing inside out and then sew them together. That's I'm, intense. like, wearing a shirt right now. Like, uh, sometimes I wear... I'm, like, wearing a jacket or a shirt, and I think about sewing, and then I'm, like, wait, how the hell is this made? Like, what? When did this... Oh, <laughs> I think it's so interesting. But it's basically, but like, yeah. you make, so you make inside, two things. yeah. And then you sew them together around the edge, and then they turn the, the whole thing inside out. Like, once you learn that, that's basically the fundamental of, like, all sewing. But yeah. it's funny because, like, I made pockets, and I sewed on the pockets, like, 
the wrong way. Like I did one pocket first and then I sewed on like the left pocket. But I sewed on the right pocket kind of the wrong way, but it still worked. Yeah. Um, it was just like messier. And then I sewed on the left pocket the correct way. Yeah. But like it or the correct order kind of like the more efficient order. But well, it's I've, very I've made weird. These Hawaiian shirts out of out of uh, Star Wars sheets, you know? Yeah. And I have two different patterns. And I've got one pattern that's... Oh, is this where the pocket is like on your belly or on your shoulder? Yeah. The first one, yeah, the pocket's enormous and it's down like over my stomach, you know? Because just like that, I did it by the... But the pattern said it was like the shirt is enormous. Because basically that... The the easy pattern that I use is just a big like flat letter T. Yeah. Well, that's like when I was sewing... And then your arm... And it kind of curves a little bit under the armpits. Well, that's like when I was sewing like every step along the way, I would like try it on. Also, because I was making it for me. Yeah. But, like, every time I added another piece, I would, like, try it on. Because, well, like, the, the <clears throat> fatal flaw is, like, you're almost done. And then you try it on and it doesn't fit. So, like, yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's like, like, every time I, like, attach When you see, like, the Kingsmith or whatever, anyone's doing tailoring in the movie, you have all so the beautiful. parts and you just pin them together where the seams are on the person. Yeah. Like, over the shoulder and everything. And then it's inside out, and the seams are out. Like I, I saw a whole tutorial about how to make, like you make a foam head for your puppet, and how do you skin it with fabric? Well, you cut out the pieces of fabric you want, and then you pin it to the foam head with the seams on the outside. But then the trick is, how do you not stab yourself? Oh, you do stab <laughs> yourself. No, yeah. Today I stabbed my like my one my like left thumb just really hurts because I like st- kept stabbing myself. <laughs> And, like, I kind of, like, burnt myself with the steam from the iron. Where yeah. I didn't really burn myself, but, like, the steam got really hot. Um, no, yeah. It was funny. Because I was just like, ugh. And at one point, I, like, knocked over, like, a box of beads. And I was, yeah. <laughs> just funny. No, cause, like, But most of the time... Yeah, I feel like if you don't, like, freak out at least once when you're, like, in the middle of a project, like, you're probably not trying very hard. Well, you're not but, pushing like, yeah. yourself anyway. Yes. So no. should we talk but, about like, my big project? I think project? it's very fun. Should we talk about my big yeah. project for recently? your desk? Well, I, I thought it would be fun because I, I built, okay, I built a big workbench okay. for my garage. And I thought, oh, I'll, I've been watching a lot of what I would call wood porn on uh, on YouTube which is not actually porn. It's just videos about people making uh, stuff out of wood. And uh, and I think, well, I should do that. So, so I thought, well, I'll do this project and I'll film nice it. Nice double entendre, though. I know. I did do an Instagram of me with like a cart full of plywood that said, got wood. I shot a bunch of video of this, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I was going to cut a video together, but like two thirds of the way through making it, I just sort of lost interest in filming it. I just wanted to get it done and, you know, and I left out some steps but I, you know i've got enough footage i can do it but i thought it'd be fun okay. if i just sort of talk you through it and tell you what i did building this desk and then i can use this as sort of the soundtrack narration okay cool i'm fine with that for the video so you know yeah and, and then that and then the video promotes the podcast podcast promotes the video la di da so okay i've got a lot of woodworking tools i like to build things out of wood right i built most of the furniture in my house i built this dresser i'm sitting next to um, and, uh, so I've got all these tools, but my garage is kind of a mess. And, uh, you remember my garage, I got those wire shelves kind of by the door and I've always, it's just a big pile of stuff there all the time. 
and I thought, well, mm-hmm. what if I just built a giant? And then, then on the other end of the deeper in the garage, there's another table, and all of my film equipment is like in cases under that table. Yeah, so I remember like this, the garage is like a big like collage of messy tools. Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, but it's everywhere. Hi, this is Mark from the future. We recorded this podcast months ago, and now I finally edited the video that goes along with it. You can watch the bench video at youtube.com slash mwgray. You can find it. You're a smart person. Fiona and I talk about this bench for about 38 minutes with lots of asides and digressions and jokes and all that. It's compressed down to about 20 minutes in the YouTube version if you want to watch that. Now, If you get bored while we're talking about this bench in this podcast, just skip ahead. It's okay. Go to about 1 hour 44. By then, we're pretty much done talking about it. All right, back to the podcast. Right. So I wanted to bring my film equipment out closer to the back of the car. So when I load film equipment and then build this big workbench. And I thought... No, I remember like every time I would be like, I need this. And you'd be like, it's in the garage. I'd be like, where? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, because I would never want, like, because I can't find anything in the garage. There's like so much. And you're like, it's under the table next to the blue thing, blah, 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 blah. Like, give me like directions to Walmart in the garage. Like, yeah. I But I, um, I took about a year to think about this project. Yeah, you know, I watch a lot of Casey Neistat mm-hmm. videos and he's got his, uh, his laboratory, his studio, and the walls yes. are lined with with like cool storage it systems. It is a bit like a mad scientist lab, yeah. And he's got a cool workbench over there that's also a copy stand, and it's all built out of pipe and he's pipe He's kind fittings. of like the most like cool artsy hoarder ever. Like, well, he's got a staff keeping him organized. I think behind the scenes too. Yeah, but he's organized anyway. So, but the whole idea of like making the desk out of pipe, I thought, well, that's fun. And I just saw my friend Bob Torty. We did a podcast with Bob Torty where he taught me how to use oh, yeah. a lathe, which was fantastic. I listened to that. It was very fun. And he has a, a workbench in his garage that he built. He's like, oh, yeah, it's just two, two sheets of plywood. That's all you need. It's like, oh, cool. And uh, so for him, him, I got the idea that I was going to take two pieces of plywood and screw them together so they're double plywood. Like, put, mm-hmm. And then it would just be super rigid and wouldn't sag in the middle. And I wouldn't need a lot of cross bracing or anything. Ooh, yeah. But then I was going to support it with uh, with pipe. So I, I did the design and I thought, well, I basically figured out the maximum size that would fit in this space and I could still walk past it and everything. Which, and mm-hmm. then it would be deep enough that I could build a shelf and all of my tripods and tall things could slide in there Ooh. all the way and not stick out at all. Very nice. So yeah. that's, that's 40 inches. So it's 40 inches deep and 80 inches wide, which is pretty far, but that's basically... The space in the garage between the wall and where the kind of stairs are. So it's perfect. It's a perfect uh, amount yeah. of space. So um, I, I, I made, did drawing after drawing after drawing, and I pictured how can I do this with pipe. I thought, well, I want it to be tall enough to roll my table saw under it. And I bought wheels for my table saw about six months ago, so I had to measure that. Well, that's forty inches. So it's got to be at least 41 inches of clearance oh. under the desk. So then the top's going to yeah. be a little higher. That's pretty high. Like, you would probably not be comfortable working at this 42-inch height bar top workbench. Because it's like three and a half feet tall. It's mm-hmm. like, if, like if I stand up, it's like right at the top of my belly. You know? That's, that's like a bit deeper than like the shallow end of the pool. 
Yes. Yeah, basically, yeah. If you, if you put it in the shallow end of the pool, it would barely stick out, you know. It was yeah. Too, okay. It would, stick, it would stick out like a foot, actually. It'd be pretty – depends on the pool, of course. <laughs> your, your own pools may vary. Well, I mean, like, a pool usually starts at three feet. Yes. So, it's yeah, it's about half a foot taller than that. But anyway, I thought, well, one side's going to be, like, uh, the garage for the uh, for the thing, for the saw. The other side's going to be the, like – a shelf 12 inches down so I could stick my long tripods in there and then a big space under that to put all of my uh, film gear. But 40 inches deep Ooh. is too deep to reach back there to get it out. So I want to build like a sled, like a like a cart Ooh. that'll slide under there and I can put the, so I can just take that out and wheel it straight over to the car and load it in. And then shove Very it all under smooth. there and it's protected from Very sawdust smooth. and what have you. Anyway, that was the plan. So iron pipe you buy this black iron pipe which is made for gas mm -hmm. you could buy galvanized pipe which is more expensive galvanized means it's like coated with tin or zinc or something. it's that silvery metal and that keeps it from rusting because it's water pipe but uh, black pipe is used for gas and if you go to your home okay. depot there's all these displays of how to build furniture out of it and on youtube i just mm. kind of looked on youtube and found like pipe desks and saw different people's um ways of building it you know and i went back and forth i thought about just using wood instead but then i kind of got yeah. back to the point i realized i could order all of the elbows and, and tees and stuff off of amazon i thought well this mm -hmm. would be fun i could buy can bulk good, buy yeah. these uh eventually i ended up making a drawing uh and figuring it out but like if you basically picture a letter h you know like at the end of the of the table it's like a letter H, and then from the middle of the crossbar of the H, there's a T there, and there's a bar going across to the next letter H, which is the middle of the table, okay? Like alphabet soup desk, yeah. Kind of. So I've got legs going vertical, horizontal things in the middle connecting them, yes, and then a horizontal pipe connecting the two horizontals, right? Ooh, so it's like yeah. an H inside of two H's, right? Ooh. Mm. But then for the other side, I wanted it to be clear so I could roll the saw under there. So I put the crossbar at the back. So it's open, right? So that H is in the back mm -hmm. and then at the other end. Uh, so it is still, still a bunch of H's. And that one, and it's at, and then so I needed enough pipe to, uh, from the bottom of the desk down one foot and then all these junctures and T's and things, and then whatever length I needed down below that to reach the floor, right? Yeah. So you order, you buy pipe, and they cut. When you buy pipe, uh, it comes pre-made. What's called a nipple, which is a piece what's of pipe. That? It's called a nipple. If you go to the hardware store, maybe in the UK it's called something else, but I don't know. Nipple sounds like in something. In the UK, they would everything's say. called something else. Everything's called nipple in the UK. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it, it sounds like it's such a weird thing. It probably is English. Well, you but know, like, like a, a fanny pack is actually a bum bag A bum here. bag, yeah, exactly. I love how both phrases are equally ridiculously sounding. They're both unpleasant. Like, They're both full of bad imagery. Like, I think pants is a funny word, yeah. and trousers is, like, a ridiculous word. I think trousers is, like, a mouthful. But, trousers, like, yeah. pants is a funny word in both languages. <laughs> both continents. It is, but it means underwear over there, and it means trousers yes. over here. Welcome back to But trousers, what a big word. Trousers yeah. for Bowsers and Mausers. It took uh, me like two months to learn how to say trousers. Like, so, and not like say pants. 
Back like, to your leg time. shirt. That's what they say. Leg shirt, right? You should just start yeah. like, you should come back and just start planting wrong British slang on people. Oh, I would love to do that. You know, in England, they don't say pants, they say slang, leg but shirt. But when I'm in America, I always forget it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I always forget it. It's always like the dumb ones. Like, I'm like, well, instead of trash can, they say bin, which, say- like, isn't that interesting. Um,. Yeah, people don't say trash. Yeah, they, they say but. yeah, they say litter, litter bin. They but, say rubbish. Uh, and well. uh, and a trash yeah. can is called a, a a Francis Albert. It isn't really. All right. So here's the thing: a nipple. When you go to the hardware store, you can buy a nipple, and it's okay. a pre-cut piece of pipe that's exactly three inches or exactly six inches or whatever long. Yeah. With threads on both sides, where you can screw in the little T or the little. Or the other parts. And the parts, I had, so I had a bunch of these pipes and a bunch of T's to make the centers of the H's connect together. And then a bunch of what's called floor flanges. Floor flanges. Floor flanges? Yeah, it's like a flat disc with a hole in the middle that's threaded that you can screw a pipe into. And Ooh, it's got okay. screw holes so you can screw it to a floor. So did you screw it into the floor? What's your floor made out of? It's kind of I didn't screw it into the floor. Oh. They're just, like, just, they're just down there. They're like snowshoes. And, uh, but the thing is, if you want it to be, a desk is 40 inches across, okay, the floor flange is about an inch and a half radius from the very center to the edge. Uh Uh-huh. So the center of that floor flange, or the center of the pipe, had to be two inches from each edge of the desk, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So I had to figure out where, so I had to do a drawing and figure out how far apart It's like when you hang up a picture, you need the nail to be, like, in the middle, but like start, starting with like 40 inches yeah. wide, I've got to put two floor flanges, so come in two inches off of that. So that means my yeah. pipe is now, instead of 40 inches, it's 36 inches, because give away two on each side, right? 36-inch pipe. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be divided in half and have a T in the middle. So it's two 18-inch pipes. So much pipes. math. But each T takes up an extra two inches, which I had to buy the T's yeah. and figure it out. And so take away another two inches, then another inch and a half for each of the little L brackets, the, the T's that are at the corners. Did so, you go to Home Depot like three times or did you just like figure it all out I did. Well, I did a lot of drawings and I figured out how to do it. And I, I was going to order all of the nipples and all the pre-sized lengths on Amazon. But doing it that way, all of those lengths were going to cost me like $300 because oh, a gosh. nipple, you know, like a 12 inch or 12 inch nipple is cost about like eight or nine dollars right but you could buy a 10 foot piece of pipe at home depot for 17 dollars oh yeah but then how do you cut it Mm. well turns out they cut it for you to the rescue yeah they cut it for you as many times as you need they have this big machine trouble is home depot was broken by home depot and then i went to Mm. osh osh's was broken home depot i had to go like to the other Lowe's? I didn't go. There's not a Lowe's near me. But I went to the... Can the, we do a collab with Threadbanger? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd love to. But no, I had to go to the other Home Depot to uh, do it. So like realizing I could buy it and cut it down, I really got precise. Because I thought, well, it doesn't matter. I could use like these round lengths, like yeah. 12 and 18 inches. And it's a little bit bigger, smaller than my plan. But mm-hmm. then I just adapt the wood to, you know, to fit whatever it ends up being. Yeah. But if I could cut it myself, then it's like, I don't have to. I could be precise. So I figured out exactly what I needed. And I did a whole chart. Like I needed six pieces that are 12 inches long for the verticals. 
And you know, I, most people in L- L.A. are making different kinds of charts, you know, for their, like, horoscope forecast for yeah, the exactly, month of March. Yeah, exactly, for their, you know, their yeah. moon is in my anus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Mercury is going in a retrograde soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's all. Oh, you don't want that. No. Nope. But I needed pipes that were, like, 17 and a half inches long, you know. Or I needed, or yeah. whatever it was. And then I needed, um, uh, for, the, for the crossbar, I needed... Um, I needed like 15 and three quarter inch long pipes. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, there's, so I had this whole list. I need this many 36s, this many 35s, this many 12s, this many da 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 da. And I, and I, and I did all, made a spreadsheet that added up all the different lengths so I could Ooh. figure out what they would add up to. And I love a, a 10 good foot pipe is 120 inches. So I'd have like, okay, 18, 18, 18, 24, 12, and that's 120. I love making Excel do the math for you. I love it. But then I get oh. there, and he pulled the rug out from under me because they <gasps> can't cut pipe any shorter than 24 inches. What? And I, I was like, what do you mean? You can do whatever you want. You don't have to do what they said. <sighs> Turns out the machine like, Sorry, man. that cuts the pipe, it's this kind of weird barrel. that the, You stick the pipe through, and it has a motor in it that clamps down around it. And then you have these clamp. parts that you clamp down at the end. To cut it clamp, and, clamp. Then, and then to thread it. And there's oil and it squirts oil on it while it's cutting it to, to lubricate oh. it. It's real gross. Uh, it's not gross, but it's really messy. And they cut I'm it. I'm making so, sound effects. So they need 24 inches of machine of pipe for the machine to actually grab the pipe. Two feet or no bueno. And I needed these 15 and a half inch pieces, which is not a common nipple size. So I bought... 12 inch pieces and three inch pieces and a, and a connector piece. And I screwed them together. Then I measured that. Turns out that was like a quarter of inch too short. So I bought three and a quarter inch pieces instead. So I ended up with exactly the right length for exactly Isn't what I wanted. Isn't it so fun to solve the puzzle? I know. That's the best part. And that's that I, that I, you twist it all together by hand and you have to wear gloves because it's really filthy dirty from all the oil. It's just oozy because it's, it's like it's just covered in oil. So like, is the pipe still like, like now it's a desk, but is it still like greasy? Well, after I assembled it and moved it around a little bit, there were like little puddles of oil that were still kind of dripping out of the ends of the pipes. So is that from when they cut it? They have to yeah. like grease it? When they cut it, they have to use cutting oil, which lubricates the machine bits and the dyes that cut it. Yeah. So anyway, I got it home and put the whole thing together. And then I realized that the guy had cut it wrong. <gasps> like the like the what? longest pieces, I needed these thirty five. We are not sponsored by pieces. Home Depot. And my chart had said I could get like these these three pieces out of this piece, and I have twelve inches left. And I was like, "That's funny. I've only got six inches left." Pfft. He's like, "Well, maybe it wasn't really ten feet." I'm like, okay, I get home and I look I'm like these are not thirty six. These are too short, and they're too long. <gasps> the guy just he measured the first one wrong, measured the second one off the first one. So I had to go back and get them recut. Which Home Depot is cool. They, they don't charge you. They just took care of it, you know. Okay. Is, is this a cool story, Measure bro? twice, cut once. Huh? Yeah, measure twice. Measure twice, cut once. And this guy just, like, talked my ear off. And he was just like, he was like, so what are you doing this weekend? You know, very chatty. The and he was like, so guy? slow. Eventually, he's like, I got to go like, on break. My right? friend's back. Huh? Was this the guy who cut it right? Or no, this guy, he, cut, he cut most of it right. But the first two cuts were wrong. But it took him, it was going on forever. It was like an hour. He was cutting these pipes. 
And then he finds, well, I gotta, this guy will help you. I gotta go on break. And this other guy came over and he like, took over. He was like, Psh, he was so much faster than this guy, than this first guy. And then when I came back the next day, I had some woman do it who was in the day shift. She's like, yeah, those night shift guys, you gotta watch out for them. She was like really good at it. <laughs> Anyway, I got at it all they home. Were mixing paint. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got home, put on my rubber gloves, and I and I, sc- I screwed it all together. I built my desk. The first three pieces I put together and took apart like four times because I kept using the wrong ones. Mm-hmm. You got further. But then I built the whole thing, set it up, and it looked great. Then then you got to measure and make sure everything's the right height. And then while it's all together, because you screw it together with your hands, you only have so much leverage screwing the pipes together. But yeah. Then once there's pipes, there's long pipes attached to them. But the thing is, you want to screw it together without having to spin the whole half of the desk around to tighten it. Yeah. So you can build it from one end, and then you never have to twist anything more than just a pipe. But then once I did that, it's not that tight. So I had to twist the whole thing around and, that and like funny. wing the whole. It was, it was actually fun turning these. It big sounds legs funny around. to watch. Yeah. Did you well, use like a wrench or? No, you just like, just twist it with your hands. So then, okay, but then once that was built, I then had to go on, I had to level it. I put it in position okay. and I measured and I tried to make sure that it was all level. And the garage floor is not level. So if it was all the same mm. all around, I'd have to like adjust it. So I you know, like would unscrew the pipe a little bit and get it perfect, you know. So, but so did back, you make the desk level? Yeah, the desk is really level now. But and, the floor and I had is one leg that was, that was like too short, the front left leg which is kind of like the lowest point right by the garage door. So I just put a piece of block of wood under there to fill the gap and it worked fine. Hmm. Anyway. Matchbox, yeah. So once all that was done, I uh, then I went and bought wood. And I can't fit that plywood in my car, right? So, but, yeah. but and I, I thought, I put a thing on Facebook, who could help me? And of course, Terry could help me, but not till the next day. My ukulele buddy, Terry, who's yeah. a serious carpenter in his own right. So I read so it. So Home Depot just like hold hold it for you no home depot will rent you a truck for 19 dollars. so i rented i went and got the wood cut that i that i oh. rented the truck and drove it home and you can get it for like 75 minutes for 19 can we get sponsored by home depot no i wish oh boy we gotta make a lot more we gotta do this every week for like a year and then get a huge audience then we can get sponsored by anybody have you been watching Threadbangers, like, build a house yeah. videos or whatever? Yeah, They're really cool. I love those guys. They're super fun. I loved his video. It was really, like, dumb, but it was him, like, cleaning out his, like, craft closet. Oh, yeah. And he just has all this crazy bullshit that he, like, like, so much supplies and money of, like, crazy supplies. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, we don't even have a craft channel that often. And we have a lot of crazy Well, we have craft. like a closet of craft supplies. Like a couple of bins. I know. He had like a whole room a whole of like crazy yeah. stuff. And then he, he was like, I'm going to fill a bathtub with trash. And I, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good, good and trash I loved man. it. He made like, and then he made like memes uh, or like like jokes about challenge, craft challenge videos where it's like, this is like glitter, slime, furbies, like glow beads, <laughs> yeah. moon sand. Oh, like, okay. <laughs> Stay tuned for this. I, I, was, bomb, I saw yeah. a tube filter story today. The next big thing on YouTube, because the last big thing is slime. What? Like there's millions of these channels making six figures a month just making slime. I don't really understand that. Like I've watched slime videos, 
like on Instagram, but it's mostly people like smushing it that looks cool. Yeah, it's like those oddly satisfying videos. Like, oh, we're doing glitter slime. Oh, we're doing greens. The new thing is going to be carving soap. That's so old. That's like Boy Scouts circa 2002. But like whittling a bar of soap until there's nothing left. I've done that before. I'm just saying what Tube Filter said, and I watched this one video of this clear bar of nutritious soap being carved, and it was kind of pretty, but it's like, come on. I've, I've well, seen like, that once, know, and I've seen it enough. Well, like Instagram, the, you see these a lot on Instagram sometimes if you go to like the Explore page, but there's these like oddly satisfying videos where it's like yeah. someone smushing goo, or someone like cutting a piece of wood, or like cutting moon sand. Yeah, or like, well, I like, assume carving a bar of soap. Exactly it's all the that. same Or like slicing response. an extruded putty or something, yeah. And it is very satisfying, but it's not like... Like, they're more just like... It's like why you watch How It's Made. Yes. Well, I was noticing... I watched a bunch of videos today that were sort of like 20 surprising facts about this thing. And yeah. I, and I, I'd look at it like, well, this is of a type, you know? And you think, okay, yeah. this is made by a staff of people. There's someone researching this, writing a very banal script, someone doing a very Ugh. clear and concise, yeah. enthusiastic, kind of like how it's made voiceover. And then a lot of uh, found footage, like either stills or animation. I, or... Was, I was really like wondering how something was made the other day. <laughs> yeah. And I looked up and watched a How It's Made video. And I was in. I was enchanted. I watched like three more How It's Made videos. That's, that's great. Like the original How It's Made on like the Discovery Channel, and was just like, <gasps> like what did you, what did so you look up? calming and lovely. What was your mystery? I think it was something like. I think it was like potato chips, but like Pringles, yeah. like the ones that are like in a weird shape. Yeah, Pringles, the stacked. Yeah, because like Pringles aren't like cut from a potato. No, they're mush that's extruded and then sliced yeah. and then molded, I think. It was something like that. I was like, how did they make it this shape? Yeah. I don't really remember what the actual thing was, but I remember watching how it's made and just being like, this is so good. But yeah, that's but why people like But there are all these like channels that clearly someone has said, okay, we're going to make money on YouTube. And they say, yeah. we have a budget. We're going to pay the voiceover person $50. We're going to pay the researcher who writes the script $100. And Can then someone we're gonna pay me fifty dollars? Pay the what's not me? I want to go to. I mean that's what that, but like, and then we're gonna get these people to do it, and and like I watch this like, and it's like okay, here's the analysis. Some of them are like film analysis that are kind of interesting, but like a lot of them are just like yeah. here's a bunch of fucking just stuff you can have found on Wikipedia. Well, they're like they're BuzzFeed article clickbait, like very formulaic. And they all have like a hundred and fifty thousand views, so they're very popular, you know. Because it's like, but I look at a lot of these you'll channels. You'll never believe what these Siamese twins did. But a lot of these know. channels yeah. only have, you know, like twenty thousand subscribers. Not not that many. Like they're new because they have zero community. Right, but no, because they're new. Because they've just come at oh, it yeah. as a business without any heart behind it at all. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and they and they and they're making enough money on it. I guess. I don't know. Hmm. That's a real digression. Yeah. No, Where? but like, so I, I want someone to pay me $50 because, so there's the Art History Society. Yeah. And there's the history, and, there, and then there's like the History of Art Ball at the end of the year, which is like, it's like prom, 
but it's it's like in a fancy hotel and there's like dinner and drinks and like a and like dancing but it caught but a ticket for it costs like 57 pounds sounds heavy but like it will be very fancy it'll basically be like prom but like with dinner and like adults and drinking um that's that would improve prom a lot but uh i already have a fancy dress do you have to wear like but a hat like, that looks like the Chrysler Building or like the Modernist Ball or? No, I'd love that though. the The theme is like Primavera something. I'm not really sure. I mean spring. Um, right? yeah, spring floral. I'll probably wear a black dress. Yeah, but <laughs> have Have you seen Have you seen that uh, the Hobby Lobby challenge? No. It's it's called that, even though you, you're not supposed to go to Hobby Lobby because they're shitty. They're bad with. Uh, yeah. You know, something and but you do it at michael's it's like it's basically instagrams where you do a photo a close-up photo like surrounded by beautiful flowers and then uh, come I, back I and it's like, like sitting on the floor yeah. and it's in uh, michael's and it's like this hot thing love, that's, but you and i did this when you were five we did this we've all the done time that. i just well i love michael's like point blank and the best thing about Michael's is like the aisles of flowers and it's all these flowers like around and you can walk through it and they're like ordered by color and you just feel so magical. Yeah. Yeah. And well, all if they have that there, you should go do it because it's fun. That is fun. I, I picture you when you were a kid and you're like holding like a hundred lemons or something. Yeah. <laughs> they're all plastic. They're all plastic. It was like a bouquet of apples. It was so weird. Yeah. And you're like surrounded by fruit or something anyway but that's the thing i'm like god damn it if you don't have been doing that for, for 10 years it's nothing like the yeah. selfie ahead of the curve there i've been doing that for 30 years yeah i think internet challenges don't exist <laughs> it's, it's not a challenge it's a challenge it's not a hardship yes. it's a challenge trends so anyway so i'm making this desk right i should yes, digress desk What's time. we've been recording for an hour and 49 minutes of course so. i should digress Di- digress Digress. Digress to the desk. Digress. Uh, so I rented the truck, brought all the wood home, and then started building it. And basically, I had the, the, the front and back were cut to exactly 40 by 80, exactly what I wanted. Yeah. I, I lined it up at the corners to make sure it was perfect there. And then I just started screwing it together. And I bought these one and a quarter inch drywall screws so they would go as far into both pieces as possible without plunging through. Because that mm-hmm. would be bad. And, and I just yeah, put yeah. them. I put them on the four corners so it wouldn't move anymore. And then I I snapped a chalk line. Remember when we did the 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 door for uh, the bedroom. A with chalk-a-lock? A chalk line. Remember the chalk line when we did the, oh, the Tardis door? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's Hash, like, I, like, I, like hashtag I, laser chalk line. I put this. I, oh, I could use the laser. And I put the I put the the screws on the end like halfway in because I was by myself and I yeah. looped the chalk line over that and snap it to. Um, to um, put the lines down there. And then I had like Love these. It. So I put screws in every 12 inches approximately. And plywood is heavy, okay? A sheet of plywood is heavy because it's solid wood and glue mm-hmm. and whatever. You know what's heavier? Two sheets of plywood. <laughs> and it's like you can't get your arms around it. It's so big. And it was like oh incredible. And like just trying to lift up the corner of it to lift it up, you can't get your fingers It's like it. trying to hug a big flat prickly grizzly bear uh, it's like trying to, it's like trying to lift a grizzly bear and lay him and put him up on a table 
It's like trying to put a goose in a table. You know what I love about the phrase laser chalk line? It just sounds like an oxymoron. Like, it doesn't make any sense if you don't know yeah. what a chalk line is. Yeah. I didn't use the laser <laughs> this time, though. I used the laser to hang my shelf just so it would be level. But um, but I had to, like, get a putty knife and stick it under the corner so I could lift it up and I have to get my fingers under it. And then Ugh. stick a block of wood under there so I mean, there would be a gap. And then I was able to stand it up and lean it up against the desk. I was like, how am I going to get Did this Did someone else up? put this in your car? What? Oh, my God. I, I could... I could Loaded it out of the truck. It's, it's heavy, but one piece at a time is okay. You know? Yeah. But like double, it's just, and putting it in, like in the right place without like gouging it. Because I basically got the whole skeleton of the desk built with six legs pointing yeah. up with those floor flanges on top. Yeah. And I thought, well, I could turn that upside down and put it down on the, on the wood and then screw it down. But then I'm yeah. not sure it'll be level and perfect. You know, I've, I wanted to get the, the thing all level in place so it wasn't all wonky, so all the legs are perfectly mm-hmm. vertical, and then put the thing and then attach the the legs to the top in place once I know the legs are all plumb and true, you know? That was my plan. Cool. So I had to tip it up. Okay. And then it, so I was able to tip it up and lead it. So the screw, I put the screws down. I want the screws to be on the bottom. So I tip it up, and then I've got to like lift it up and set it on top of the legs. The 41 inch high legs, right? So Ooh. it's like, where where do you begin? So thank goodness I had apple boxes. So I picked up one side and slid an apple box under it and picked up the other side and slid an apple box under it. So now it's like a foot off the ground. So I bent over and tried Aww. to lift it, but I couldn't lift it. I couldn't get it high enough. You know what I mean? So then I... Yeah, no deadlifts for you. So then I picked up one side and I turned the apple box to the tall height and set it on there. Mm. And then I, because I, I, I keep it balanced, but I, I can't lift it, right? This sounds like a puzzle game. You like know, like I those had... iPhone games where you have to like slide things around so it fits in the box? You see, to me, it's it's more like building the pyramids. We have to like get some heavy yes. thing up high without breaking it or getting hurt. So you have to kind of figure, well, I'm going to lean it on dying. here and then slide yeah. it off there and, you know, lift smart, you know? So I lifted up one side, put mm-hmm. the taller Apple box, then lift up the other side, put the other tall. So now it's like sitting tall so now the center of gravity is above the height of the table right so that's mm-hmm. that was the scary part which i videoed um i then i grabbed it underneath and i lifted it up and tilted it back so now it's like did, sitting on this like front leg and did I you video to, it half because you thought you might fail and it would yeah. like look ridiculous like I, I think i said something like um this is just as much for the insurance claim as anything else And so, but I, t- I tipped it up and I slid it and I had to kind of really jockey it because it's sitting with all of its weight on this one leg, right? In the front. Yeah. So I've got to kind of scoot it. I'm kind of like walking it back and I've got to get it on the far corner. And then, then I've got to lift it up to get it over the other. T- Eventually, I kind, of wor- I kind of worried it up over all six legs. This is why you have friends or hire people. Like- if I'd have had like someone helping me, it would have been like, oop, there we go. It would have been like five seconds. Nothing to it. Once I got it all up there. I just kind of pushed it around and nudged it around and nudged it and measured it, nudged it and measured it. And then I just put all the screws up into it. And from that on, it was done. It was a table that I could move it around and deal with it as Easy I wanted. peasy. And um, I, 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 it's, it's tall enough I could sit on an Apple box under it comfortably and put the screws up into the bottom of the desk. Ooh. It is a, it is a standing desk. It is a standing desk. So that was enough for one day. Then the next day, I came. then I brought the car in, cleaned up, you know. 
And the next yeah. day I came back and I wanted to add a backstop. So if I had a pencil, it wouldn't go off the back of the desk and fall down. Yeah. So I, and I also wanted to attach it to the to the back wall. So I I had another piece that was cut off when they when when I bought the wood. You know, that was the same exact yeah. length. And so I screwed that to the back of the desk with um, more drywall screws. So it would stick up an inch above. But I had to be mm-hmm. careful because there's a, also a plug that I couldn't go high enough that I would be blocky when I pushed it against the wall. So mm-hmm. I screwed that. Th- and also to get it perfectly level, I nailed a couple of pieces of wood flush to the edge of it. So they would sit and kind of hold it up like a little shoulder that would hold it up against the back. So it would. So I didn't have to hold it up and screw it in. It would hold itself okay. up. Yeah. So I put a couple of air gun nails in there to hold that on. Then I was able to screw it on. Then I could knock that piece of wood off, and it was perfect. And then I had like four inches of wood sticking down below the top of the desk that I could then screw into the wall to make it steady. Ah. Because a big heavy desk on like these steel legs, which are strong, but they're still spindly, was very wibbly-wobbly mm-hmm. until I screwed it to the wall. But then, so the, I would have the ugly edge of plywood. I got also, one by two. Also good for earthquakes. Great for earthquakes. Oh, yeah. you can Under that, nothing's going to hurt you. Oh, it's yeah. It's the safest thing in the house, except there's already a table saw under there. So the table saw will be fine if there's an earthquake. <laughs> which will be important. Be either way. Because we'll probably need a table saw to rebuild. True. You know, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Like. So, then I, so then I also bought this edging, this one by two clear pine, beautiful straight wood. And I cut that up. And, and nailed that to the side. I glued and nailed that to the edges. So it's... Oh, I didn't even mention that the plywood I got, I went to go buy birch, really nice plywood. And they yeah. have this new product, pre-finished pine plywood. Was this like the varnished one? It, yeah, it was like... It was, it, the, the surface, it was clearly wood, but it was kind of plasticky. It was had the, yeah. the, the finish already on it. So that's the top and the bottom. And the sides are this clear, solid wood which I nail gunned on there with some glue. And then it was finished. Then I could put it back against the wall, screw it in, and start putting stuff in it. And then I built the sled. I didn't do any video of that. I built the sled. I bought four wheels to put on the bottom. And I, I measured the space. And I made this sled out of the scraps from the wood that I had left over. So it's a little mm-hmm. drawer I can pull in and push out. Hold in all my gear. And it works Great. Cute. Love it. So that's my verbose description of uh, of my bench. And then I, you know, moved the shelves that were there to the other part of the garage. And I, it, it was full of old milk crates of, like, paint and carpentry supplies and weird stuff that I had collected over the oh, years. Oh, yeah. Well, because half of this project is, like, purging. Well, the whole point of the project is really just storage management and purging. Yes, and um, I had all these shelves that were inaccessible because they were behind the table saw and behind this table, I, this portable table I would put up. So now those shelves are totally accessible and I've thrown away half of the crap that was in there. Yay. Enough so that I, I now have two empty milk crates that I could use for something else. Huh? Maybe milk? No, I don't, I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, yeah. Almond milk? Oh, yeah. That's a lot of almond milk. And almonds are bad for the environment, really, right? They use too much water. Yeah. But cows are not any picnic either, so... Mm, it's not really true. a podcast about that, though. 
Maybe just like water. Oh shit, you can't have that either. Drought. <laughs> no, they're milk. They'll come in handy for something. I'm not worried. I might. I yeah. think the next thing I want to build is a little sort of organizing unit to go up where the front of the car is, where I can put like camp chairs, picnic supplies, mm. stuff like that. Ooh, stuff yeah. you would take to outdoor Cause, film screenings. Because right now it's all kind of just like strewn in front of the car. Well, all my little beach chairs. Which are really oh, for those puppeting. Are on the wall. I've, I like a couple of years ago. I, I hung those all on the wall. So the, and now they look great, and they're in the right place, and they're there all the time. They're not like in a pile. Yeah. So, I now I've got to, I've got to make a scrap bin for wood because I've got a ton of wood scraps that I want to keep organized. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's my next project is to um, make that. Ooh. But if you I'm make a, a scrap bin out of your wood scraps, what do you have left to put in the bin? <gasps> Gal Gadot. What is scraps? <laughs> what is wood? One man's scrap is another man's resource. One man's trash yes. is another man's treasure. But he's a very and poor man. And one man's wood is another man's splinter. When I was a kid at camp, at Acorn Camp, you'd pick an activity. There were two segments of the morning. And you would pick. You could go... Yeah. Baseball or to the creek where you just like fish for crawdads and run around in the mud. Or mm-hmm. shop. Shop was my favorite one. There was this barn shop. that had power tools. Ooh. And, and their scrap bin, you just find wood that you could make something out of and try to. And they had these little jigsaws, little um, saber saws, you know? Yeah. Scroll saws, I guess you'd call them. They just have a little, little tiny fun. skinny blade that goes up and down on a little table. And you could cut shapes out. And uh, That sounds cool. I have this vivid memory that most of the wood that was in the scrap bin was old wooden shutters from window blinds. Ooh, like reclaimed wood, which is all the rage now. But like, you know how there's blinds you get that are sort of like, um, they're bi- like bifold shutters. And then there's yeah. the louvers, the little louvers that go up and down made of wood. Well, if you I bust can that apart, them, but like at Grandma Mary's house. But picture like wooden louvers like a, with a like stick. A, and they open and close like that. Yeah, there's a stick, and you go like that. Yeah. Well, you bust that open, and all of those individual louvers are like a little flat piece of wood with a little tiny peg on both ends. Yeah. And so every project started with a saber saw and going zip, zip, and cutting those little pins off the those little wooden pegs off the end. It's a weird memory. It's funny. Oh, wow, having a total flashback. The great uh, carpentry project would be the, would be a paddle boat. And Ooh. picture a sheet of wood, like about six inches wide, like a plank. You cut a point on one end, like the prow of a boat. And the yeah. other end, you cut a big notch. Like if it was a mm-hmm. child's cartoon of a house with a pointed roof. Yeah. And there'd be a door in the middle of the bottom, you know? Yeah. It's that shape, Okay. Yes. And then you would, uh, that that's your whole boat. That's it right there. Then you could put like a, a block of wood on top of it to make a little place where the guy would sit or whatever. But then you'd put a rubber band around the two, the fork at the back, you know, the two yeah. legs. And then stick a piece of wood in there and spin it around. And then put that in the water. Oh. And let go to go flop, 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 flop. And that was the paddle. That was a great like acorn camp paddle boat. That's cool. Yeah. 
you'd wind it up. If you could make like a cross, like a like a real like four bladed paddle, that's how you would do that. You'd have to kind of cut a notch out and interlock them. <laughs> you okay, Fiona? What time is it there? So we've been talking for a long time. It's uh half twelve. It's twelve thirty. It's yeah, it's four thirty. Yeah, story checks out. Is it daylight savings time this oh, week? Oh shoot! I have to get up tomorrow morning. I should let you go. We've certainly talked for long enough. Yes, I I have a I have nine a.m. lecture tomorrow. <sighs> it is bedtime for me. All right. Well, this is how this is how we do long distance. I'm looking at your face on on the iPad here, then also on the sticker on the on the podcast case over there. Well, thank you for podcasting with me, Fiona. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Do you think we should? Uh, what if? I mean, I even with like. I had a topic in mind of describing my desk to you, but that's, I think, the weakest segment of this podcast, to be perfectly honest. Well, I think the desk part can go somewhere. Didn't you want to make something about the desk? Yeah, I want to make a video and then use that as sort of the, you know, part of the... We need a wrap-up. What's a wrap-up? Boop. But I'm just thinking, I mean, what what if we just decided to do this weekly? Shorter. Like, talk about all the films we've seen? Just talk about... Films and crafts and what you're doing and you know all that stuff. Yeah, if, I do like lots of stuff in art. Because we started this a year ago and we made like twenty right away. We did our ten right away yeah. and then we kind of dribbled out ten more because I had a hard time finding guests. I didn't really try that hard, right? And yeah. it's a, it's a hassle to try to connect them at a certain time and you at a certain time. But if we just say okay, let's do this every Thursday night at eleven for you or ten. Or sometimes I, I do things on Thursday nights. But whatever. Yeah, but most so you pick, weeks. If we were to do that and say that's our time and we could just do it and check mm-hmm. in and do like a and like maybe prepare. Maybe maybe then our format will evolve and emerge. And we could have yeah. a viable podcast with because I, I keep getting emails from uh from uh, SoundCloud saying, Hey, are you still uh, making that podcast? <laughs> I assume they're not phrased that way. They're like but basically they're like, you know, your audience is funny. craving more content, you know. But as a co creator of this podcast, what do you think of that idea yeah. of just doing in, it every week no matter what, mm-hmm. regardless of guests? Yes. yes. Crafty time. Well, cause like we don't see each other very often. So I know. like we have lots to say. So mm-hmm. think about what time that would be in your week where you'd want to set aside some crafty time. Yes. Get it? I do get it. Crafty time, time. And by this time tomorrow, you'll probably be a a fixture of student government. And then the corruption really begins. (laughs) No, we're supposed to stop corruption. Yeah. Yeah, everyone hates corruption until they're the ones in power. Then they realize it's not that bad. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> well, I'll, I'm just in it for the free food, so. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds corrupt. <laughs> a little corrupt. That's Yeah, that's the joke. So you're on the right track. All right, Fiona. Well, good luck. I yep. hope I hope you win your election. I, I feel confident that yes. you will. Yes, I'll probably Instagram a photo of me looking like Hillary Clinton. It'll be good. <laughs> in what way? Like the one where she's got the sunglasses on and she's in the airport sitting there looking at her phone? No, <laughs> I'll, I'll be in like a pantsuit. <laughs> oh, have you got a pantsuit? <laughs> Winning an election. <laughs> Losing an election, really. That's kind of her brand. 
Yeah. I don't... I, I, I. It's bad reference because, like, I want, like, the Hillary Clinton, like, aesthetic without the um, stigma. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's well said. That's, uh, I want the aesthetic without the stigma. There's so many things that that's true of. Yes. You know, the Hugh Hefter, I want the aesthetic without the stigma. Yeah, like Hillary Clinton, I love like the power red pantsuit, but I don't want, you know, like everything else. But that is not your look. No, no. Okay, so I have this black jumpsuit that I found in Amsterdam at a vintage shop that like, and jumpsuits are hard to find. And it put it on. It was like tailored for me. It's like black and has like red like piping on the edges. And is like sleeveless. And then I have this like red blazer that I might wear over it. Um, Because I was going to wear this outfit to an event last week, but we had like snowpocalypse last week. So like everything was canceled. So yeah. Did you stick your face in the snowbank? I kept seeing people doing that in England. I'm just wondering how extra I should be. What for your, for the party tomorrow night? Yeah. If I should be like, chill or like a bit like loud or like really extra i think you should wear the pantsuit and the jacket and maybe get a blonde wig <laughs> yeah i mean if you're gonna and like in for a penny in for a pound and you know as they say. some like red pumps yeah <laughs> it's still pretty slushy there probably i know actually most of it's melted i have these like doc martin heels that are like heels but they have the big like doc martin like combat boot tread on them Mm -hmm. so i'll probably wear those the blonde wig though i think that's a that's a that would be inspired idea i think me in a blonde wig is funny no matter what um but i I, it needs to be like giant well i still kind of want to dress up as sandy it needs to be short i know well for hillary but tall yeah, well, I still want to dress up as, like, Sandy from Greece. Oh, that's true. With, like, a giant blonde. That's blonde, like, like perm. Afro. Yeah. Yeah, perm. That weird 70s style. That's the perm curl. I found that wig on Amazon for, like, $5. Sure, it's extra high quality. Oh, yeah. Completely. I bought a ton Definitely. of wigs the day after Halloween a couple of years ago. Because there's all these pop-up Halloween stores. Oh, yeah. And the day after, it's like a fire. So everything's 75% off. Mm-hmm. So I got a bunch of like $6 wigs. Mm-hmm. Which I've had not a lot of you. I have the perfect one. I have like a blonde kind of uh, male dreamboat wig, you know, like a weird pompadour. Yes. I love wigs. I think they're hilarious. I do too. Welcome back to wig time. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. You you rest up for your for your um, hegemonic uh, takeover of all of uh, Scottish state government tomorrow. <laughs> I have like classes tomorrow. The party isn't till the night. So you're not going to find out until the evening whether that you won. Yeah. Okay. It's like a party. It's an event. So they it's a big reveal. They get all the candidates up there and. Yeah. Well, because like I'm running for like school rep, which is like a low position. There's like many other positions. Like there's like the president of the student association and like the VP of community okay. and all this stuff. So yeah. you're not the center center of the whole thing. You're you're not going to have to no. make a speech or anything. But I'm planning to steal the show. Just kidding. <laughs> it's your Make America Great hat on there. 
Yeah, it's funny, like, each school has, like, candidates for, like, their, like, school rep, but only if you're in that school they vote. And, of course, the school of, like, political science has, like, 15 candidates. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. And aren't there, like, yeah. two? Eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to win. Because you have the best posters. Hope so, yeah. You can see them all at Fiona's Instagram, at Theo Gray. Yeah, there's one that's just cheese. I like that one. I like the one with the I pink still have some extra Venus posters. on it. The pink nude oh, Venus yeah. painting on it. That's a painting I did. I know. Watercolor. It's very nice. Yeah. Awesome. I still have some extra posters. Aww, oh, how you. We should wrap up the podcast. We'll ask you something else, though. Yeah. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. I will. Yeah. I will now push the button. Boop. Good night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm